What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Future Elite Podcast, where every Friday, not only we talk about this lovely game of football, slash soccer, but we also talk about life. I'm your host, Parsa, and in today's episode, before I introduce you our guest, let me tell you something. I have this weird slash cool superpower, right, that when I see someone, whether virtually or in person, I can see what their intent is, how good their uh, energy is, whether they're genuine or not. And let me tell you something, this guest of ours, uh, from what I've seen so far, has a very pure energy and I'm just happy to meet him today. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Keneal Harrison. Pleasure having you <laughs> on this podcast, man. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, bro? It's good to be here, man. It's a blessing to be here. For sure, for sure. What an intro. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you like it, man. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you touched base on this blessing, right? And I just want to touch base on that. So you are a very big believer of God and... Yeah. I like that. And I want to know, were you always like that from childhood or did something yeah. happen in your life that enticed that even more? Um, well, I, I grew up in Kingston, Jamaica, and both of my parents are Christians. So um, from I can ever remember myself, I was, I was always a believer of God. I'm a I'm a firm. Uh, I'm a firm believer of God, and I I will never neglect my spiritual identity. And um, um, there's so many things that have been happening in my life, and the only way I can explain it is that I put God first in every single thing that I do, and that's the only answer I have, uh, because He has blessed me so much when I had nothing and when I have things. So I'll never forget that. And he is the forefront of my business and just every everything I do in general, I put God first. So right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm a, I guess I would say I'm a yeah. I'm a walking miracle. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love miracle. Yes, sir. Uh, why don't you tell the audience a bit about yourself and then we'll get started. Okay. Um, as I said before, I was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Um, in Jamaica, I would say we have an esoteric culture, meaning that you have to live it to understand it. We could use something as simple as a water bottle and express creatively. It's just good vibes and the people have such like a positive energy and um, it's just a beautiful country. So, and um, as I said before, I, my family, I grew up in a beautiful family. So that kind of helped and nurture me to be along the right path in life. Um, in terms of my, I guess, my, first of all, I was, how, how should I put this? I graduated from Kansas State University um, with a bachelor's and a master's degree, but I graduated, I, I ran track and field at Kansas State. So nice. for, for five years, I did not play soccer. So, but um, I grew up in Jamaica playing soccer my, my whole life. But at a point, soccer wasn't fun for me because back home, the environment got toxic and anything that is toxic, I don't want to be a part of it. So I actually got division one scholarships for soccer and track. But at the time, um, I chose track because the soccer environment was negative. So that's why I didn't play soccer for five years. 
And then after five years, I got myself back into it as a, I guess, private trainer. And <laughs> so I guess that's, that's a little bit of both. Yeah. So I, I played soccer and for Jamaica. Yeah, uh, you got cut off. What did you say? You said you played soccer for? I played soccer and ran track for Jamaica. You, you, youth teams. You was Jamaica. That's yeah. that's that's funny though, because you said that because of your environment, your mindset just had that negative. Um, right. You just had that negative mindset towards soccer. Yeah, just so the environment. Pretty, that's powerful. Much, pretty, so that's why, like, you're. Your environment is so important. Like going to soccer practice back then was more of like a, a burden. Mm. Like, oh man, like I have to go. But uh, uh, soccer was always my first love. I was never a track runner. I was just a soccer kid that was fast. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but because of the environment, it, it was a fun. That, that's why it, it's very important for me to, as a trainer or as a coach, to set that example or set that right environment because I know what it is to be in a dark space, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. No, I, I really like that. We're going to get into those um, philosophies as well for coaching, right? right? Um, <clears throat> so tell me this. You told me that you got back into soccer, but why did you choose coaching? Why did you choose that route? Like how did I got back into yeah, it? Yeah, like what's the backstory, yeah. Okay, so um, after I graduated with my bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. um, my track coach was my the track coach that recruited me at Kansas State University was really good friends with the soccer coach at Kansas State University. So he introduced me like at random, random. So remember, I haven't, I haven't touched the ball for five years. <laughs> and he, he introduced me to the soccer coach. And the soccer coach was like, like, why don't you come and help us? I was like, no. <laughs> I don't think, uh, to be honest, I would say at that time I have like, like PTSD. You know, I just did, I, I love yeah. it, but I just yeah. don't want to mess with it, you know? But um, I guess I, I, I made a risk, you know, because on the other side of fear, good things can occur because I, I, was really, I was really fearful of the same thing happening to me again, but I made the risk. So I got introduced with the Kansas State women's soccer team. Mm-hmm. And there I, I started out as, a, I would say, how best to put it? I guess the, the title of my position was like a manager. So my job was to, at the, at, well, at that time, they had like 30 girls on the roster and not every girl got to travel. Hmm. So the girls that was left back, I was in charge of them, right? What do you mean by traveling? Like traveling? So, 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 so when they play games like against, yeah, other teams. Okay. Not all. Not all of the thirty girls got to travel. So. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a squad of like twenty or twenty-two. It just depends. So the girls that um, stayed over, I was responsible for um, training those girls. Yeah. Right. And I fell in love with it again, just just off of that, and um, 
And I guess that's where I, I started going back into um, soccer again. So that's where I, I picked up from five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's... And also, also I, should yeah. point, I should point out this. My, my dad is a soccer coach. So, so the blood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um no no because you touched base on like the girls that didn't uh go uh, join the their actual like A team, right? right? I feel like cause that shows you like their dark side to like they're actually upset about this that oh why right. didn't I get to play with them? So kinda right. I feel like it was like a motivation for you to motivate them. Yes. So it was like a yes. push on push. I, I like that though, because you feel like it's definitely your responsibility to not only work on their mindset, to work on that, and also get them better, like uh, skill-wise, to join them. That's right. I like that. That's <laughs> um, so, how much of an impact did your dad have on just soccer in general, and like uh, right, coaching? Huge, huge, huge impact. Like, uh, I grew up around soccer. I grew up watching. Um, my dad is a huge Brazilian Brazil fan, so Ronaldo, okay, yeah. Yeah. Ronaldo, Romario, Robinho, Kaka, Roberto Carlos, yeah. uh, Zico. <laughs> like I could name a lot of Brazilians. Yeah. So I grew up on that type of soccer, that that flair and that pass and move and that, you know, it's like poetry yeah. in motion. Like it's just a beautiful game. So I, ever since I was little, I was with my dad at the soccer field, like all the time. I was never really with my mom. I was always with, I was always with my dad kicking up yeah. ball. So I grew up with soccer like 24 seven. Right. Cause even back like in high school, soccer was like breakfast, lunch and dinner. You wake up like 4.30 in the morning, soccer. In the afternoon again, soccer. In between classes, soccer. <laughs> and then in the evening again, soccer. I would spend my entire summer like soccer. Soccer. Yeah. yeah. No, you know what the funny thing is? Because right now, <clears throat> like especially in America where we live, it's yeah. not like that because there's like a bunch of other sports that are like the main sports but, right yeah, now, right? That's, that's correct. So yeah. like with looking back uh, when you mentioned your childhood, like when I look at my uh, past, like I remember like, I used to stay up late because um, back then, like I'm back then, I mean like 10, 11 years ago, right? Or like even right. 13 years ago, there weren't like websites for you to watch games, right? Like right. Their, the live or like the replay. So there were like radio that you could listen to. And I remember, I think it was the World Cup. I forgot. I don't know. I think it was 2002 uh, or four. I'm sorry, 2004, I think. Um, and Brazil was playing. And I was staying up late with my dad, listening to the game. And I just have a very vivid memory of that. And like, like you said, morning soccer at my school and during break soccer, like all of that added up to your passion and love that it just continues throughout the right. years. But in America, it's just like so diverse that if you don't, if you don't necessarily see it, uh, from your parents that they watch soccer or like from the childhood you really enjoy soccer there's a very um small chance of you even enjoying playing it right you just want to be with the more popular uh stuff that is going around like basketball american football and nothing's wrong with that but right. i feel like <clears throat> um at least why i'm doing this like it's just our kind of 
duty to help the players. Most of them that they don't have parents that gonna instill that soccer love in them. Right, it's right. our job to like help them to like uh, love it even more, you know. So what's your uh, where I'm going with this is basically like what's your philosophy of coaching that you can that you put in every session with every player um, that they enjoy playing and they enjoy learning. Okay. Um, ah, all right. That's a big one. Okay. I think, <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, I think my major philosophy has to do with God at the forefront. Right. But in terms of, okay. I think my actual philosophy has literally no, nothing to do with soccer per se, but it's more about life lessons through soccer, mm. you know? like simple things like respecting your coaches or coming to practice on time or I don't know those little little variables because I think if you take care of those little things it will turn into big things and then if I actually get the kid better I would consider that as um bonus you know <laughs> so um to how trying to see how to like yeah. spin off spin off that from that if you're talking about like my like my philosophy on things that we do i'm mostly concerned i mostly concentrate on the basics and not because it's basic it's easy because anybody can make 10 passes but can you make 10 passes accurately <laughs> right um anybody can um anybody can start a game but can you finish at the 87th minute, right? So those little little things. Um, really, what we do here in well, I train in I train in pretty much all over Kansas, and I also train in Arizona and California. But <laughs> <laughs> but You're um, saying in like California, just across the town, like yeah. <laughs> No, it's like a, a 23 hour drive from Kansas to California. It's far. Yes, but we, we got some, we built it to a point that we have some um, connections yeah. in, in California. And, um, and we have no, like, I want to say we have like a, a special formula. Like, I, I just yeah. believe that, like, what you give in, you will get out. And, um, uh, I, some people think I'm crazy because I'm obsessed with it, obsessed to a point like I'm consistently thinking about, okay, um, what I'm going to do next, like four months from now, I'm like, I always have, we have, we have a vision board and mm -hmm. I'm always like, I'm always planning, I'm always plotting, I'm never satisfied. As long as I'm living, I think I have the opportunity to do, to be better, regardless of what I've accomplished. Right. So I want to be the best version of myself. So I'm always like thinking of, 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 of okay, what, how can we improve on our videos? Okay, do we need this? Do we need that? How can I improve on my session? Like, like we're, I'm constantly thinking, I'm always yeah. working. Yeah. I hardly sleep. And at the same time, no, a lot of people shock when they hear this from me. I actually do have a full time job as well. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> yes. So I have a, I work with I work with at risk students. Okay, what is that? Okay, uh, in in Manhattan, Kansas, I work with mm -hmm. the school district, USD three eighty three. Okay. The title of my job position, I would say, is student success coordinator, right? And I work with a lot of at risk students, so kids mm -hmm. that a lot of homeless kids, yeah. kids that have bad grades, like kids that are falling by the wayside. Like I work with a lot of those kids in high school and in in the middle school. Now I'm also in charge of a Native American grant to help Native to help facilitate opportunity for Native American students. So I have that as well going. So uh, um, I mean, let me just cut you on real quick, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. When I said that in the beginning of the video, I wasn't joking. I just have a weird superpower. <laughs> <laughs> no, but talk to me about that. Is it more because I feel like that's very humbling, right? When you right. have those. Uh, positions and you those tasks it humbles right. you even more like you could be the best uh trainer right right and you can have all the clients and all the money but then right. when you're doing that i feel like it just humbles you down and you're like you're more focused on the mindset right it's mostly right. like that because or do you focus on teaching them like stuff yeah academic it, it's, it's crazy because like if i should be honest honest to you like I remember, like back in college, that I remember at one point, one moment, one specific moment in my life, I was searching my car for like for pennies to buy mm -hmm. like a cheeseburger. You know, mm -hmm. I remember like that that point up until now. And in terms of my mindset, I was never materialistic. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I never focus on money. Like. I don't know how to explain it. We have, over the past year, as, as a business, we have gained so much traffic and so much, like we are very successful, like financially. So, and wait, yeah. my, my focus was never money. <laughs> but it's so weird because it is as if the, the money came to me, you know? You know, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. you focus I just, on it. I just focus, I focus, I focus on the customer service mm -hmm. and not really the transaction. Mm -hmm. And then if you, if, I just, man, if you take care of the little things, you believe in yourself, you work yeah. hard every day. And, and even when things are not working for you, you believe in God and you, and you, and you this is the major one. You stay consistent because anybody can start something, but not everybody can finish. If you stay consistent and you believe in yourself, even when there's hard times around you, even when you're having family problems, even when you're struggling with money, even when you just have to have that belief because belief is the currency of heaven, right? Belief actually gets God excited. So regardless of the storms or regardless of what's going through in your life, you have to stay level-headed chaos and through crisis know that like nothing lasts forever whether good or bad but you just have to believe that at the end of the day like what you put in is what you get out god doesn't sleep if you're working towards something you're gonna have it as long as you truly believe yeah. oh yeah yeah no <laughs> I was just, it's like preach preacher no yeah because <laughs> it's, it, it's sunday it's, too <laughs> <laughs> perfect <time. laughs> No, but like, like on a serious note, it's it's really simple formula. Cause yeah. I feel like 
the less you focus on that and I mean that I mean money and the more focus on how what your impact is on you on those those players those kids right that's where the difference is going to happen and that's when the universe God is going to put in that it's going to reciprocate to you right and right. no but like um you were saying for the for your uh the jobs that you had the full-time ones is right. it do you mostly work on their mindset to help them or like how does that work exactly i'm curious though you surprise you would surprise what a conversation can do mm. you would surprise in soccer and with my job bro some of these kids all they need is a friend like someone to believe in them it goes a far way it, it, it it's like because right some of their behaviors in school is not normal behavior right but that doesn't just happen out of the blue it's coming from something whether trauma whether an absentee parent or uh um i don't know like it's coming from something right and because of that they they lash out at school whether it's in their like their their grades they get bad grades but none of that is coming from a uh, i guess a normal place so my job is to try to basically get in their heads and to to facilitate and uh uh uh, uh believe in them you know so some of these kids tell me things that they will never tell their parents <laughs> and and I, I i wish i could tell you i have a special formula but all i do is i be myself and i put a good energy out there yeah. you know and it and it just reciprocates it comes back to me and we just like and in soccer and with them i'm consistent i don't go to the school today and don't show back up tomorrow like i'm constantly thinking like how i can help them and how i can improve their their entire mm-hmm. i don't know entire being yeah yeah no i feel good because i want to touch base on that matter right in soccer right because i just want to ask you real quick have you ever had like any players that just wanted to mess around in during sessions or like had a like a like you mentioned for those things they just had a out of norm behavior during sessions or just they don't want to um you know what i mean like have you ever had those type of players okay um within within the first 30 seconds of meeting a new trainee i could tell if the relationship is going to be long term and i'm huge i'm usually right <laughs> but um yes i i could i could tell like who's serious from who's not who who is just in it for the the moment or i could i could tell but um some of the kids that comes well i would say like majority first of all i will never train a i will never force a person to train with me that should be your that should be your um Yes, you're, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm not like, hey, make sure you come this day. Make sure no, that that's that should be your yeah, decision to come. So I'll never train. So I'm 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 assuming like once you're here, that means you want you yeah. you'll show up with a good attitude. You show up with a an open mindedness, like willing to learn and and receive the 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 information. 
because one of the biggest problem some one of the biggest problem a person can have is to have a problem and not know they have a problem mm. right so if you come to training and oh i know everything right uh, how do you deal with those type of players i realize that their actions has nothing their their actions or their output has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them so i won't portray my emotions on them because of what they're experiencing or going through so even if a person disrespects me i won't disrespect them back right i will pray for them and hoping that they change because it, it, that's that's if that's coming from a place where that person is dealing with something right mm -hmm. so i just keep my composure and at the end of the day know that like he's not going to little my character because of what right. he's saying right. you know yeah. i just always try to stay calm and level-headed but of course you know we're human and sometimes emotions get the best of of us but it's important if that happens you um you're self-aware sometimes you have to have a staff meeting with yourself you know like you're you're aware like okay this is happening Right, but whatever you do, like you never fight fire with fire. Like if yeah. your kid show, if your kid shows up cocky and oh, I know this, I don't want to do this. Okay, then you don't argue. You don't have to argue with them. One less trainee, I guess. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stress over that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you that. Do you like? basically cut them off or do you try to like uh like go to the problem and see what the problem is because i feel like at a certain point in your uh in your stage of career as a coach right. there has to be a limit right like okay you know what i'm capable of and if you want to be at this um with this attitude then it's not my issue i'm just gonna cut you off. but then there's another point in your career that you're like okay i need to see what the issue is because right. i want why did i start why did i start this whole thing because right. i want to help the players so do you how do you go uh, how do you go about those at the end of the day I'll, I'll, I'll always be there for for them regardless of what transpires i'll always because i'm i'm very persistent a lot of people underestimate my the level of the persistency i'm willing to try to get someone better you know so I'll always believe in there. I'll, I'll always try with them, you know. But sometimes, like, if a, if, if a person is doing something over and over and again and it's not working, right, that's insanity, right? And um, it is my job to, to, to show them that in a clear way, hoping that they will change, you know, right? At the end of the day, I don't care how skilled, or how talented you are if you don't yeah. have if you don't have a good attitude i think that will catch up on you in the long run that's my belief yeah. you could oh, yeah. i don't care who you are you have to have a good attitude all right we're going to take a quick break from the podcast and if you're enjoying this episode so far please share it with your friends and family as it's the only way we can grow this podcast well besides leaving five star reviews <laughs> thank you in advance and now Let's get back to the podcast for sure yeah so 
let's flip the table on you, right? Yeah. So if you were a 10-year-old all over again, right, and mm-hmm. was fortunate enough to have a trainer, right, to have a private trainer, right? Yeah. Um, because a lot of kids, they don't realize that they are very fortunate to have private trainers, right? Right, because right, right. Most of us, right. I didn't grow up with having a private trainer, right? I went right. to clubs, and that's, that's, that was it. But if you were fortunate enough to have a private trainer, what would you have wished to get from your soccer trainer? Like, what would you want them to teach you? Okay, first of all, I would want it to be fun. Hmm. Because I know for sure for some of the kids that train with us, Coming to the, the sessions is the best part of their day. I know that for sure because a lot of a lot of them are dealing with issues outside of soccer, yeah. and it's it's a therapeutic experience coming here. That's why we try to create a family and a positive environment. So I would want my trainer to be fun. I would want my trainer to be, I guess, create creative, like keep me on my toes with some new yeah. drills or some. You know, like, I, I would just want some creative sessions. And then I, 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 I would want a trainer that, that, that believes in me. Like, even if I'm on the bench or even if I'm a struggling 10-year-old playing soccer, I would want that trainer to believe in me and be there for me and be my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very simple, but it's... It, it, you have to like what I'm trying to say like coaches not a lot of them like pay attention to those little details right especially the right. the caring wise at the end and also right. like, making it fun right but I mean yeah I love those answers man like <laughs> so let's uh let's talk about this what has been the most challenging part of coaching so far you career? talk like like as a trainer yes yeah. um a lot of people who knows me uh, uh, personally or closely knows yeah. that I hate dealing with money. I hate dealing with money, but at the same time, I have to understand that it's a business. So I I I struggle with that a lot. For example, setting prices. Uh, collecting money, um, I struggle with a lot. So um, we're in the process of like trying to get someone to, I still have to overshadow the business, but yeah. we're in the process of getting someone that's um, the responsibilities, all, all financial matters is you, but I, I have an overarching, yeah. you know, obviously it's my business, right? Yeah. But so that's one I struggle with, you know, cause, um, Another thing that I struggle with is um, scheduling. <laughs> I don't like scheduling because it takes out a it takes out a a large part of my day into content. So we're again we're in the process of having. Um, so we have three trainers, including myself. Yeah. So we're right now we're doing a lot of internal changes, and mm-hmm. some of the some of the changes has a effects that. I have to do less things and more soccer, right? Because my yeah. hand, my hands are tied, and at the same time, also have a full time job. So, yeah. so we're in transition to get that. Um, we're 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 in the transition to be way more organized than we used yeah. to. Yeah. So I would. I Let would me ask you this. 
Yeah. For for the schedule, what do you mean exactly? Like scheduling sessions? Like yes, no, scheduling scheduling sessions. Hmm. Okay. Scheduling sessions, yes. And we're we're Monday. we're we're about to create a, a website too. So yeah. where the parents but, are able yeah. to go through that setup. So yes. Yeah, I mean personal experience that helps a lot. Like the website alone just yeah. makes it smoother and parents just want it to be easy, right? They just want it right. to be like, okay, here's my money. The right. rest that's all you, right? Right. So like right. that website is a big move for sure. Yeah, definitely right, yeah. um look into that so, for sure. So that's why yeah. it's important you have a team around you, right? Yeah. So they take so so it balances out, right? So that's what has helped me. But I know myself, I don't like to be deal with it. Yeah. I don't like, I yeah. don't like, yeah. <laughs> touching, touching base on the team. Um. So how did you meet them first? And like, what what did you go through that you were like, okay, they are, um, they deserve to be a part of this. Okay, so I'm very picky and very like meticulous. I didn't want another, I didn't. I wasn't looking for like a trainer to come here and do his own thing. We have to be on the same page, and you have to believe in the mission statement and our values and what you're trying to, what we're trying to accomplish. Because if a trainer comes in and want to do their own thing, then the kids are going to choose coaches, right? We have to be on the same page. So the first trainer I hired was actually my 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 best friend, and she's the first girl that I've trained. I've seen her, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. Yeah. So she she was a D1 soccer player at Kansas State. And I nice, started yeah. private training with her. She was the first one. And then we made that transition into uh, like, like what better person to have work working with you than your best friend, right? Right, so the tr- yeah. The trust, is, the trust is already there, right? And you guys are, we're, we're, both of us are coming from a place where we started together. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Mike, the other dude that I hired was it, 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 it's so funny because why I hired Mike had actually nothing to do with soccer because I, at a time when I, I know he, I'm going to say this because I know he'll have no problem with me speaking about this yes. because at the time I hired Mike, um, I think he was homeless. Okay. Right. And, wow, um, okay. yes. And he just have this, that as a good natural human being. Right? Okay, so my superpower, basically. Yeah, <laughs> your, 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 your telepathic <laughs> instinct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, I could just tell that he would be a right fit. I don't know how ex- necessary to explain it, but I just, it was like a vision from God that this guy, he has a, he has a positive attitude. He's an extrovert. He's a people person, yeah. right? And he is willing and, and open-minded to, to learn. And he loves soccer, right? So it had nothing to do with what type of soccer player he is. <laughs> you know, it had everything to do with him, his, his, his personality. And so far, he has been working with me since last year, October. And it has been an amazing experience. There you go, man. Like that that's what I mean. Like your like universe God just some when you're doing when you're pushing out all the positive energy and all the right. things, 
it always reciprocates back to you. And that's a vision that you just spoke of. Like nine out of 10 people, if they asked, would you hire um, Mike? They would be like, no, because he's homeless, right? Just because of that label. Right, right. Because right. you don't he care had... about like his his um inner skills, right? His, You're right, his right. His, skills, his, his, they don't right. care about, they just care about, oh, he doesn't have any place to live. No, sorry. <laughs> but he could be like, you know what I mean? And that's right. that's crazy that I'm I'm happy that these two are your are your um employees that are working under you with you. That's yeah. that's that's really and amazing. Yes, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna grow even more than that. And I mean I hope one day <laughs> we're in different coasts, but I hope one day like we can actually like set up a whole like big session for like kids. That would be so <laughs> that would be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Where exactly yeah. are you located? I'm in Virginia. Virginia? Yeah. Oh, Virginia. I, you know I was there the other day. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got I got family in Virginia and Maryland nice. and, and DC. So DMV, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I was what there. part of Virginia? I don't. I, is it Richmond? Richmond. Okay. Yeah. 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 South, okay. That's yeah. I was there for like I was there for like two days. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, God knows. You know what I mean. Like, no one knows what the future holds, but it'll yeah, that, be a yeah. very cool experience. You know, That's for sure. Yeah. Because I definitely like your uh, energy, and I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a very valuable one. But um. We're getting close to the ending of our okay. podcast, okay? And I want to ask you the two. I want to ask you two questions, right? One, I ask the last one is the one I ask every person, and I just want to get their mind on it. But okay. before that, I want to know, like, what's your current state of mind? How you like? How are you feeling mentally? Current state of mind? Yeah. Oh, like you hit me with a. You hit me with a one. Damn, that's a mental health question, bro. <laughs> what are you gonna? <laughs> what are you gonna do? All right, let me think. No. Uh, I'm trying to see. This is this, this yeah. is a personal question. Camille, <laughs> no, 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 seriously. If you don't want to answer, no, 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 no. I actually, I actually want to. Okay. I just, I'm just trying to see how I'm going to yeah, attack yeah. the question. Word it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, okay, I think mentally, like, everybody sees me as this trainer, as this positive person, as this person that's doing big things, and he is always happy, and they always see that on the surface level, right? And everybody assumes that Oh, Camille is okay. He he's right. just a remarkable light, but yeah, but I'm human, you know, and I have like personal issues and personal things going through mentally, where sometimes it 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 conflicts with my with my production of me. It, it it takes a toll on me as a trainer and me as a as a I guess me as a student success coordinator. Yeah. Right. So one of one of the one of the toughest things that I have to deal with is being away from Jamaica and being away from family. 
because I haven't seen my family in like four years, you know, and mentally wow. that's, that's yeah. hard to deal with because you grew up with family, family you know? Yeah. I would say like, every, that's why it is important for you to be kind and understanding with, because you never know what the person may be experiencing regardless of his positive display. It could right. be like, like inner turmoil going on. That's why it's very important to be kind. But yeah. mentally right now, to answer your question, I think I'm mentally stable right now. I, good. I am, I'm, I'm in a good space. Good. But good. I, I don't yeah. want to lie and put on the show, because, but, but sometimes it's not right, right? But I, I just try to deal with the problems through God, right? Everyone sees me as the problem solver. Everyone sees me as a person that, oh, he gonna figure it out, you know? So most of the time, I'm fixing an issue. I'm fixing a problem. But who do I look up to, like, when I have a problem? Yeah. Like, I'm human too. I have problems too. But I'm, the, I'm always the one that's, you know? So yeah. it's, sometimes it's, it's hard, but I learn to go through it. So it is very important that you have I would say three, three or so friends that you can be vulnerable with and talk about these things because mental health is a serious thing and, oh, yeah. and, and it's hard for you to keep all of that inside because it will create another demon inside of you and then you become another person that you don't even like and you can't even look yourself in the mirror, you know? So it's important. And, and I would say this too, to to check on your strong friends, your friends that you think are strong and have every everything, um, your friends that you think that has everything together, check on them because I know they are not okay because I'm one of yeah. them, you yeah. know? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right now, mentally, I'm good. I'm vibing right now. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just wanted to be, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. You know, because I know my answer may help someone that probably look up to me and say, oh, he's going through some things too, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Yeah, go ahead. Right, not everything that someone display on the outside, you never know what their experience on the inside, you know, right. and that's hard to deal with, especially if you don't have nobody to talk to. Even if you have God, you know. It's, it's still hard to try to deal with. I was like, there's a lot of issues outside of soccer that trainers deal with on a daily basis, you know? Like, life in general, you know? The way the world is living in right now, a lot of things is happening right now, right? Crime and violence, a lot, a lot of that back home, even the United States and um, the pandemic, you know, so that's why I'm grateful for like every second of life because no day is a guarantee. You never know what can happen. So it's important for you to yeah. be grateful. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like once a person or a group reach, reaches a certain point in their life, like they look successful and they are successful in front of other people, others think that uh, their mental health is the same as well, right? Oh. It doesn't go that way, right? And that's a sad thing, unfortunately, because it gets lonely sometimes, right? Especially like when you were 
so focused on your vision when you're so yeah. focused on what you're doing you kind of lose touch with your close friends you, you yeah. lose touch with the people that you used to talk the most with facts and facts two things might happen they either think that you're fake right, right. or they just like okay let me just give them a space that he wants to or she wants to um reach that vision and it's kind of both ways but i feel like if you or whoever is feeling that way right. always like hit up like contact your uh, close friends and be like okay what's going on let's let's catch up and all that you know because i feel like right. you're not you don't know what they're going through right right you right. might go through a long run time but then you ask them what they've been up to and they're like they give you a whole bad news and you're like oh my god god yeah and right humbles you down right you're like Wait, if they're going through that, that, this thing that I'm going through is basically nothing. You know what I mean? It's always good to, like you mentioned, to always get back to, like, talk with, have those people in around you. Very and important. always choose wisely with your friends. Yeah, for sure. I love your answer. And I'm, I hope you always have a good state of mind, even though I know it's impossible as humans. You just have to go through um, yeah, you, up and down yeah, right. in order to grow. Yeah. Um. So to finish off the podcast, right? It's been an amazing episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you, if you could take out one negative trait of a coach of soccer right now in America and add another thing that you believe would help the next generation of uh, for youth development in soccer, what would it be? Oh, oh, uh, I think that's that's an easy question for me because <laughs> I know. As I said, I didn't play soccer for five years, so I know the characteristics of uh, of a bad coach. So everything in my heart, I try not to be that. Um, it, it there's there's so many variables, so it would be irresponsible of me to pick out one specific yeah. trait. So I'm gonna be a politician and generalize. So I would say <laughs> so I would say try to just create a positive environment for your kids and be a role model and someone that even your children could look up to and be that every single day. And 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 I would say to never give up on a kid ever and just try to Yes, be their role model, be a good human, and and trying to find the right words. But anything that's yeah, yeah. Any, uh, yeah anything that's yeah. anything that's negative, just throw throw that away. Yeah. You know, and try to be just decent human beings and be kind. Whether whether as a trainer, as a coach, or just try to just try to create the environment that your your trainees or your kids are able to to grow to a, a new level whether it's yeah. soccer or in life in general right because yeah. you, you as a human being you know if you're not doing something right you know <laughs> you know if it's not just yeah. or yeah. you know yeah no no man that's powerful because those two traits would go a long way, especially for kids when they see that you actually care about them. They actually, right. when they give up, you're not giving up on them. That just fuels them. And that's that's when 
they enjoy playing. That's why they enjoy working solo without even like, um, like when they don't have practice, when they don't have games, right. they just want to go out and practice yeah. because they I, seeing that there's someone else that's not giving up on them, so they shouldn't either. Right, because I think the the way the way how I approach things is that I think kind of the first step is understanding, because mm. no two same trainees that like we all have individual personalities and different, so you can't train x and y at the same different personalities different different positions so i always try to understand like even beyond the 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 lens of soccer almost every single trainee that's i could tell you their favorite color i could tell you their favorite show i could tell you oh that girl she likes the environment okay that girl is is an introvert okay i i know that know them like to the t yeah. and through understanding i develop a, a level of trust that they trust me not that you're going to do things for them to trust you but to yeah. through through time and a level of understanding they they will trust you and you will you will develop this bond like a like a yeah. like a parent and a you know you develop this yeah. bond and everything every, i would say this Everything worthy of having doesn't come overnight. Whether it's a successful business or anything you're trying to achieve, doesn't come overnight. Rome wasn't built in one day. So great things takes takes time. So it's important for you to have patience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful man. <laughs> wow. Wow. One an episode, huh? Right. Actually, no, I'm training but, uh, right after this. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> where can uh, where can the audience, the listeners, uh, find you if they want to contact you? Look here on Instagram. Uh, I guess there's the best way. Canelco one on one soccer. Right. That's... I'll put it on the description description okay. as well, so you can definitely find that as well. Okay. But um, I mean, Canel, <laughs> pleasure having you, man. I hope yeah. we have more episodes for sure together. Yeah, no problem. Chatter up more. Because I uh, definitely love your mindset and your philosophy right. as a coach as well. And as a person, human being as well. But um, anything <laughs> else you want to say before we leave? Yes, um, I appreciate you for this opportunity. I take nothing for granted. And I'm, I'm happy I was here. And I hope my words will uh, encourage or inspire someone out there. Even if it's one person. I was, just keep doing what you do. And... And and I hope we'll meet in person one day, and maybe we can yeah. cook up something magical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in so far. As always, have a great day. Bye bye.